Meet the mess. Meet the mess. Step right up and kill yourself. Hide your kitties. Hide your wife. Is it good? Meet the mess. Meet the mess. Step right up and kill yourself. Hide your kitties, hide your wife. It's too late for you, but you can save their life because the Mets are really dropping the ball. NCRTA catching home runs at the wall. Ease, Lord, kill me. I don't know what I will do. The M-E-S-S, -S, mess, mess, mess. They will kill you. Mother. Fucker, what was that last night? What was this whole week swept by the Braves in the middle of a playoff hunt with 10 games to go is the most Mets thing I can imagine. Last night put me over the fucking edge, and I don't want to hear about how we still wake up in a three-way tie. I don't want to fucking hear about how the Giants lost and the Cardinals lost. I don't care. It's not about other teams. It's about this team. Because if the point is to make it to the playoffs and win in the playoffs, this team, if they're doing what they did this week and what they did last night, they're fucked. Two, two fucking three days ago, the goddamn powers that be behind the computers at Major League Baseball have the Mets at a 91% chance to make the playoffs. 91%. You know what that basically is? A sure fucking thing. If you went out at night and I told you there was a 91% chance you were going to get laid, you would absolutely expect to get laid. You would think it's a fucking lock, a done deal. A 91% chance. There's like nothing in the world that's a 91% chance. And uh, uh, I couldn't, uh, last night, what happened, what transpired last night in the eighth and ninth innings was pure horror, horror, the stuff nightmares are made of. And against the Braves. And that's another thing. I don't want to hear about, oh, the, ske the schedule favors us. You got the Braves, Phillies, and Marlins. Guess what? We can't fucking beat the Braves. We can't beat these stinky-ass teams. We might as well be playing the Cubs and the Nationals at this point. It doesn't matter. This team is infuriating. We go to the seventh inning. Big sexy. He's cruising along. All of a sudden, he gets in a little bit of trouble. Now, me, myself, at 91 pitches, I would have left Tolo in. Why? Because I'm a ride-or-die bitch for my man Bartolo. Let Big Sexy, he doesn't give a fuck that he gave up a couple runs. It's not that he's getting nervous. It's not that he's feeling the pressure. It's not that his arm is tired. He's made of fucking rubber. Let him get one more batter and call it a night. Fine. I don't, I, you know, I, that's what I would have done. I'm not going to second-guess Terry on that one. You take him out. You bring in Reed. Okay, fine. Reed has been electric. In 88 in the third inning since joining the Mets, he's given up 16 earned runs. He's one of the best relievers in the league, probably the best eighth-inning guy there is. So you bring him in, and then in the eighth, you pull him for Josh fucking Smoker. If you're going to pull Tolo there and bring in Reed, then you ride Reed. This game had to go Tolo, Reed, Familia, one way or the other. Four outs, three outs, five outs, I don't know. One of those combinations. You're not putting in Josh fucking Smoker. That's insanity. I can't believe anybody tells me that Terry Collins is a good manager. How could you look at that fucking move right there alone? I don't care about the what else he's done for the other 900 years he's been in baseball. That move alone was so stupid, I don't ever want to hear anyone telling me he's a good manager ever again. And then obviously things with Smoker don't fucking work out. So what does he do? He goes to Familia. Because, yeah, that always works. When you put Familia in a position to fail, that, that's always a good idea, huh? Let's flash back to the fucking World Series. How about we put him in every time somebody else has made a mess for him to clean up? Does that ever work? No. Never works up. Never works out. So now we move on 
and now now we got the bottom of the eighth. Now we have Terry. He's already mismanaged every single arm in, in on the team. Now he's dealing with the bats. The sequence that transpired when Kelly Johnson was supposed to come up was maybe the most disheartening, discouraging thing I've seen from the Mets in a while. Not only because of the sheer incompetence of the manager, but because of the names that were involved. Kelly Johnson's about to come up. Kelly Johnson is the fucking truth. I don't care if he's batting lefty, righty. I don't care if he's holding the bat with his fucking feet. I don't care who's pitching, what arm they throw with. Kelly Johnson needs to bat in that spot. Enough of this fucking righty-lefty matchup. Terry Collins, you could, you could put, he would put a dead person in the batter's box up against the pitcher as long as it was a righty-lefty matchup. So he takes, he pinch hits Kelly Johnson for Eric Campbell. Eric fucking Campbell. Eric, I don't know how you are in the major leagues, Campbell. Who was promptly intentionally walked to get to James Loney. Which, I mean, immediately, Keith was like, well, you had to know that was going to happen. So now you got Loney up. I said right before Loney was walking to the plate, the most in, the most insulting thing that can happen to you in a baseball game is someone intentionally walking Eric Campbell to get to you. And a mere 30 seconds later, James Loney is pinch hit for Kevin Ploiecki, which is way more insulting than anybody walking intention, intentionally walking Eric Campbell to get to you. It's the two most insulting things that I've ever seen in baseball back-to-back. You go from Kelly Johnson to Campbell to Loney to Ploiecki in a major spot in the postseason push. This team is supposed to make noise in the playoffs. Campbell, Loney, and Ploiecki? And then Ploiecki's at bat. Kevin Ploiecki, that, that ball would have just, just, just smacked right off of his stupid fucking elbow guard. Lean into one. Pull a Roger Dorn for me, dude. There is a 0% chance you're getting a hit there. You're Kevin fucking Ploiecki. We're talking about chances, 91% chance to make the playoffs. There is a negative 91% chance Kevin Ploiecki is getting a hit in that spot. The pitcher is all over the place. He has the perfect opportunity to lean into one. Know your role, Kevin Ploiecki. Lean into that shit. Drive that run in. You got to be fucking kidding me. And then, all right, so you don't lean into it. Whatever. Reflexes, instincts. I get it. I get it. Not really because you're Kevin Ploiecki and you suck and you should walk into that. You should step up to the plate like Happy Gilmore in the batter's box. You should just let that shit hit you in the fucking face if need be. But I get it. It's a reflex. Fine. So now let's continue the at-bat. Obviously, this pitcher's all over the joint if you almost just hit Kevin goddamn Ploiecki. Proceeds to swing at ball four, ball five, Boom. Strike. Dude struck out. There was like six balls thrown, and somehow he strikes out. Absolutely fucking nauseating. So now we move to the ninth. The, the Braves have taken the lead, of course. And somehow, we're, we're still in the mix. Because this team doesn't make any fucking sense. Now, I got to remind myself, we're playing the Braves, which are the was maybe the worst Major League team ever assembled. So, hey, you got to believe it could happen. There's always a chance because you're playing the scrub-ass Braves. We got Nimmo and Darno coming up. I'm like, well, there's two automatic outs. By the grace of God, Nimmo gets on. And by the grace of whatever's beyond God, Travis Darno milks a walk. Again, we're talking about insulting things in baseball, things you should be ashamed of. If you walk Travis Darno, you should probably kill yourself. Adam Wainwright has more RBI than Travis Darno. Riddle me that one, Batman. You gotta be fucking kidding me with that, Travis Darno. 14 RBIs the whole year? 
And up comes your boy, Cespedes. Yo knows. The only guy on this team really resembling anything of a major league hitter. As clutch as can be, strolls up to the plate. This is it. This is why you pay the guy. This is why you pay him $27.5 million. This is why you should re-up him for four or five years at 100 whatever plus. And what does Yo do? He bashes a three-run home run. Except he didn't. Except somehow it doesn't go over the fence. It goes over the fence. It clears the fence. But somehow it ends up in someone's glove on the other side of the fucking fence. That catch from Enciarte was as if someone took a dagger and shoved it through my fucking face and then pulled it out and then where the hole was poured a giant pot of boiling water into it and then filled that hole up with cement and sealed that hole over with boiling water inside my face so that it melted my entire brain. That's what that catch was. I have no clue how he got to the wall that fast. I have no clue how he snow coned that ball. I have no clue how it stayed in the glove as his momentum carried it over the wall as he smashed into the fence. Somehow it stays in his goddamn glove. StatCast showed that his first step, his first step was at negative uh, 0.7 seconds. That means almost a full second before the ball even left the bat. He apparently was moving that direction. Uh, what? Apparently, he covered 104 feet with a top speed of 19.1 miles, and his root efficiency was 96.2%. We're throwing out a lot of percentages here in this rant, right? There is no way that there was 3.8% more room to be efficient. That was 100% efficient. All these numbers, they're all going through my head. I don't know. You know what they mean? They mean that, en that Ender Enciarte made a catch that defied fucking reality. That's what it meant. I, I, it was Andy it was Chavez. Maybe it was, it, we just, we got, we got, we got Andy Chavez. What goes around comes around. And I'll say this, in that moment, you know, obviously Beltron looking and the World Series, Daniel Murphy error, and there's, you know, obviously bigger moments that have really hurt, but this singular instant, this singular play where I really thought that ball was gone and Gary Cohen really was on the call and I thought, he's not going to get there. And then as I watch him, like, he is going to get there, but it's either going to hit the wall or he's not going to be able to pull this back over. I... There was levels to me thinking, well, no matter what happens here, this ball is going to drop or go over somehow, some way. And none of it happened. It stayed in his goddamn glove. And so now, and you know, the, the Giants and the Cardinals lose again. We wake up, no blood, no foul. Fuck that. So much blood, so much foul. Losing that game, being swept. The goddamn Braves, six in a row to the Braves. Three in your building? I can't, you can't let the Braves be spoilers? Fuck, they're one of the worst teams ever. It's like even when the Braves suck, this team can't get over them. At this moment, the Braves, the Mets have lost 29 games to the Diamondbacks, the Braves, the Rockies, the Phillies, and the Padres. Come on. I, it, it, shame on Major League Baseball. Shame on everyone else in this league for even allowing the Mets to be in this position. It makes no sense. They're all injured. They're all replacement players. Everyone on the bench stinks. 
and they've lost almost 30 games to all the worst teams in baseball. How are they even in this hunt still? It doesn't make any fucking sense. And, and I mean, here we are, just another day, still technically in a playoff spot. <laughs> this team is going to fucking kill me. And you know what? Before I kill myself, I'm killing Terry Collins. I'm going to murder that guy. I can't take it anymore. People calling for him to be manager of the year last year. People giving him, all, giving him all his credit for piecing together this piece of shit team. Fuck that. This team is doing everything in spite of Terry Collins. In spite of his stupid moves. In spite of his stupid throwaway lineups. Over, he either doesn't manage at all or he overmanages everything. Sheer lunacy. Lunacy. In flushing. I mean, this isn't even the playoffs show. This is still the regular season. Heaven help me if we actually make it to the playoffs and win that game and have to go face the Cubs. I mean, that's the other thing, too. All right, so what happens? We make the one-game playoff. We throw Syndergaard. Noah goes out there. He gasses everyone, mows them down. All right, we're in. Go face the Cubs. Game two, big sexy on the bump. It's our next best option, sexy versus Arietta. Now, listen, like I said, I'm a ride-or-die bitch for Tolo. And that dude can do anything. He's one of the greatest stories in sports history. But when it's game one against the fucking best team in like a decade and they got Ariette on the bump and your option is to throw a 900-year-old cologne, well, let's, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we can't even beat the goddamn Braves. Fully expecting the Phillies to fucking sweep us. They might just lose out, to be honest. Who knows, though? Maybe the fucking Giants and the Cardinals will, too. That's the way the NL wildcard is shaping up. We're just all going to lose. Somebody's going to backdoor this shit because all three of these teams are trash. To be honest, the Cubs should just get a bye. There shouldn't even be an NL wildcard. The fact that the Mets are one of the contending teams for that final spot, it, it just defies all logic. Oh, the butcher and the baker and the losers in the street. Where do they go? To meet the mess.